I don't enjoy the game as much as I used to. I don't prefer it yet. I don't enjoy it. It just seems to be a lot easier. And goals mean less than they did. And for me, if you scored a goal in the All Ireland final in the 80s, 90s, that was generally the winning of the game. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Alan Quillen is with us this morning. Um, this is uh, Leicester head coach Richard Wigglesworth. It feels like a long time ago now, but it was uh, it was only Friday night. They are an outstanding team with quality internationals and quality coaches that have been together a long time. None of that's in question, but the gulf is in what you have available to spend. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. No. I'm just asking. I'm not asking to spend more money. I'm just being clear. Uh, so, no sour grapes from uh, Leicester here. Does he have a point or what's the story? Does he have a point? Um, depends what way you look at it because if you look at the team that played on Friday night for, for Leinster, a lot of those players would have been on centrally central contracts which are, are covered by the system here, the IRFU essentially is control all four provinces. Yeah. So you're talking about player budgets and um, I think the model that Leinster have, and we say it a lot, is is the envy of a lot of teams across Europe because it's sustainable, um, big crowds, lots of interest in sponsors coming in, getting involved, incredibly well run by the staff they have, the quality of staff. I think Leo Cullen referenced that at the, at the weekend when, when he was asked or after the game the type of staff they have and I think that's a big part of quality uh, people running this, the, the environment and and the club behind the scenes I think they've been very shrewd in, in their appointments there and that's all the way down to administrative staff and people in medical fitness um, right across the board I think so they've looked at everything and they've improved all their standards um, which have, have obviously takes um a lot of work, planning, and and getting the right people. Um, I think that if you if if you look at the players on the field the other night, the, the central contracts. If you added up all their salaries, you're going pretty high because yeah. you know those players don't stay. When you become an Irish international, you're now if even if you don't get a central contract, which is um, the group who are on the top the top earners. You're still you're gone from a provincial level up to either that that gap in between. So the average of that could be you know two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand, three hundred maybe, and you still mightn't be on a central contract. So look at Josh van der Fleer for a couple of years there. He's an Irish international, and I think he only recently last year was it signed a, his first kind of central contract. So if you add up all the salaries that are Niger, yes, it's high. Yeah, for the fifteen players that started that game, you're up over. Four four and a half million for for fifteen players in the field, but they're all you know they're all they've all come through the system here and they're all internationals. Leinster's to clarify, nobody has the exact numbers here, and there's no point in speculating. Um, but those players out of Leinster's playing budget that they're given from the RFU, they have to contribute to the the centrally contracted player. It's not a completely so free percentage of the table. Yeah. yeah, there's a percentage. But the RFU top it up. And that's the system here. So Leinster, Connacht and Ulster, if they were in a similar situation that they had 13, 14 internationals who were starting for Ireland on the Munster team or the Connacht team or the Ulster team, they would get the same support and help. Yeah. Is it an advantage to, against the English or the French? Well, the playing budgets in France are 
totally different. I think I remember maybe two, three years ago, Toulouse's playing budget was 31 million or something like that. So there's no excuses there. Um, they waste a lot of money uh, on their systems and their structures. And a lot of players are on crazy money over there who are not even international players. Um, the English situation is did you ever think you'd hear English sporting clubs uh, bemoaning Irish sporting clubs <laughs> in any sport about money, finances? So, what about the English school system? Well, what, what do they contribute to Gloucester, to Leicester, to Harlequins, to Saracens? They, they don't have any English schools supporting them. Well, they do, obviously. Of course they do. Yeah. So here's a guy who's bemoaning and he's saying, I'm not giving out about it, but he's but he, having a nice little subtle dig at the system he, here. We're not thick. We can, we yeah. can, when he's and here's he's a guy who played in a Saracens man. team for a number of years who continuously breached the salary cap. Mm. They all had overseas accounts for their image rights. Um, so I don't buy that. Leicester, a club um, who have incredible tradition, um, great club, great history about them. They're paying Henry Pollard seven or eight hundred thousand a year. So their salary, the salary cap in England is five million, um, which was reduced from six million to try and keep because the, the club sustainable and they, yeah. yeah and they lost a lot of money and the pandemic really hit them in fairness uh, more so the RFU here they had a deficit and lost money as well but they were sustainable and they were able to, they had money in the kitty and they were able to survive basically from a business point of view but <laughs> Leicester get a lot of players from um, you know from their schools uh, systems as well and, and English schools by school by rugby has always been very strong Um so if you if I think the point to clarify here is the salaries with the two teams, the two fifteens that started the other night, Leinster's salary is higher. It's higher because they're international rugby players. Well and they've got to that point. They actually they're, so, they're not employees of Leinster, they're employees of the IRFU. They're a mixture. So there's yeah. But basically the guys in the national contracts, um again. Hugo Keenan has signed one recently, but Gary Ringross would be on one, Robbie Henshaw um, Caelan Doris, I don't know. I think he has signed one. James Ryan, Tyg Furlong, Porter, Sheehan. So they have a lot of players who were, who were on that. Sheehan know, might not be yet. Is top, he? I don't know. They're on the top end of, of, of salary. So if Leo Cullen, if Leo Cullen can't and the RFU can't offer... Um, Dan Sheehan, Harry Byrne and Ryan Baird are the latest players to agree new deals with Leinster Rugby was from the 3rd of March last year. And essentially that's not... Um, they're still probably on decent money, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and, uh, sorry, the argument from from people within Irish rugby are going to be: well, they're only they're able to pay those really good money because they don't have to pay everybody market value for the Ireland players. And like, uh, yes, because uh, those players are that's success. So you get into that successful position. So they shouldn't be punished and said, well, and it's also we're the IRFU money. Your yeah, like and the, and as I said, if it was Le- Le- Munster, Connacht, or Ulster. They'd get the same support yeah. as regards if 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 Munster had ten or twelve in current internationals, well, the IRFU would want them to stay with Munster, and they'd be, they'd end up some of those guys on central contract, others on higher contracts. So it's changed a good bit, but like there, you can, there is a bit of me that wonders about the chicken and egg element of that as well, where it's more difficult for Munster to get better players because they don't have better players already. 
you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so uh, it is difficult. And there's no, how you fix that. there's no denying that Leinster now find themselves in a very strong position where the rich are getting richer. Yeah, there is a bit of that, and you can't hide away from the fact that if Leinster wanted to go out and sign someone. Um, and get a top-class overseas player, and the RFU weren't giving them the budget, that they can find the money. But those they can get sponsors, they can get, you know, s- certain companies topped up a few salaries over yeah. the years. So, yeah. But I, I don't... I don't I don't critique them for that. I don't think that they do all work for the IRFU. Ultimately, if you if if you do a deal with Leinster, it's with uh, the the company name is the Leinster branch of the IRFU. Yeah. So somebody somewhere along the way has to go. Grand. Okay, we'll let you go with that. If they did want to sign yeah. somebody yeah. who was a global superstar, it would and it's it's off their official budget. They've they've found a pocket of money somewhere else for it. Um, the, the the point here is they've run. Like they've brought Lens, they've they've they brought the sleep and join to a level that's it's it's sustainable, and obviously, um, if they can keep producing players through the school system, which is unbelievably beneficial to them, and they have an advantage of of the other provinces there. Uh, Dan McFarlane is talking about that demographic situation of of players coming through, um, and and it is uh, you know. Leo is talking about hard work, dedication, commitment. One of the big things that I would say about the other provinces is, and in any business, I don't own a business essentially, and I'm not a kind of in day-to-day business, but I think one of my beliefs in running uh, um, any sort of a business is is quality of staff makes a huge difference. Obviously, in a sporting context, you need quality of player. But, I mean... If you're producing young, if you're trying to produce young players, I think the grassroots, and we look at Limerick and the hurling, people talk about J.P. McManus putting money into Limerick and just, he didn't go out and buy players. Well, they didn't piss up against the wall. Structural. And they had to go back and justify where money was being spent, how we were going to set up academies, all that kind of stuff, facilities. And in fairness, I'm not saying that Munster and the other provinces haven't, you know, been working incredibly hard to do that. But I think it's, my point is, it's just a very important part of it. And of course, then finance does come into it. It feels so to me like get a f- have started to get that right in the last yeah, few years. Yeah, it's, it's well, been a yeah, slow I think process. so, yeah. And you can't just get a magic wand and produce... Um, 10 internationals it takes time but I think you continuously have to be looking at how do we get better around our fitness our nutrition administrative staff quality of voice in the room who's coming up with ideas to get better all that kind of stuff makes a difference so he, he's referencing that Leo Cullen about the quality of staff it's much easier when you're winning and you're going well and we always hear that in sport don't we the time to, to, to really focus in and zone in on your whole structures when you're winning because the mistake a lot of sporting teams I would argue that Leo gets the credit for doing that when he brought Graham Henry so, over yeah. very early in so. his career so. but look at his first year in 2016 they, they won one game in Europe I remember writing an, an article for the Irish Independent at that time, literally going, we could be in for a very barren spell here from an Irish rugby point of view because of money finances in France in particular. Um, so, you know, they've worked incredibly hard to do that. And they are the envy. They're not just the envy of all the province, all the clubs in France and England. They're the envy of the other provinces here. And we've got to learn from them. You can't do the exact same thing because they do have a, a, an advantage in, in the school system. And the school system now is producing an athlete at 18, 19 who's incredibly conditioned. Um, 
they're fit, they know all about diet, they, they're nearly self-prepping themselves to go straight into their academy and stuff like that. The key here is, and, and one, one thing, there's you know, a strategic plan going forward for Irish rugby will certainly involve some sort of a, an academy system of Irish players that, that there needs to be some sort of... Centralised. Yeah, there needs to be some sort of a... Um, what's it in? A, a draft? A, yeah, a, a little bit. Yeah. Because I think you, you may lose some, some of the quality. Look at our under-20s for the last two years. And um, I still think there's certain players in Leinster... And I don't blame them in a sense that they shouldn't, they should, they should, should not move. But there's guys in there who who will have to make a brave decision in the next year or two about how long they stay in Leinster. And just and one point on this though, the Dan McFarland thing I wasn't buying, and, and uh, Jonathan Drennan pointed out in yesterday's Irish Times about John McKee, who's actually from Belfast, who comes yeah. off the bench for Leinster, yeah. and it's yeah. like, well, now that's come on. I mean, I, I, one case is not the only thing, but the demographics. The other thing about that uh, population of Antrim in the last census was 618,000 population of Down 531 so those two combined is 1.2 million roughly close enough to 1.2 Let, Let's don't make the marquee signings so like the Conte Pomey Nasewa Rocky Elson type signings is that why we should give them a little bit of leeway because as you say they're all no, they, it's a lot they of can do them if they, if, they, if they want to go out and get them they've, they've Jason Jenkins Charlie and Gatai and, mm. and Michael Alalatoa there at the moment the Irish province that are allowed signed three so um, they're there three they're there as backup um, Luke Fitzgerald continuously saying that you know they, they shouldn't have anyone in there because but look I think um, well, why not um, I think they've they have they have more resources they have more um, you know in, in simple terms as I said their player salaries is quite high mm. because they have international players it's lower in, in the other provinces because these guys are not playing. How do you get the other provinces to have more internationals? Well, you need to make sure the system. They've once they, they've 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 some incredible talent as well. You know, you have to give them. It's it's not luck at a draw, but there's some wonderful players. If you look at the Leinster team at the moment, like you're not just talking about top class provincial players or internationals. You can pick seven or eight world class players out. So. Is that solely down to money? It's not. Money helps in, in, in the systems and the school system helps massively. But I think it's unfair from Richard Wigglesworth to come out after the game and start focusing on that. Um, it's just frustration, isn't it? From an and, and, you know, he's, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. He he's he's exactly definitely taken he's away doing. from the fact that um, they weren't nowhere near as good as they should have been, really. Like, uh, Well, Munster went out and signed two players a couple of years ago for over a million quid they got outside support for it with Dialinda and RG Snyman they rolled the dice and said look these guys and I I thought it was definitely worth it when you've outside support coming in um, it doesn't solve the problem you know Dialinda was brilliant Snyman um, obviously had incredibly unlucky with the injury they were brilliant players and they could have made a huge difference if Snyman was on the field for a few of those games and for a period that that period he would have been brilliant for him um, but I think if you're if you're in a level that's not at the same at Leinster I think your fo- sole focus should your main focus should be how do we find quality young players to come through and that we we can try and Where's develop this system yeah that's sustainable and bring our own players through sometimes it's just I, I've said this many times Ronan O'Gara played for Munster for 15 years 
whereas since then um, that's not down to development or, or it's sometimes those players just don't aren't around yeah. and they don't come through and he was an example of you know since he's gone there hasn't been the same level of, of natural ability that's come through like him you know what I mean and you could pick other players too so sometimes a once in a lifetime players kind of come through like that Leinster seem to have a lot of them at the moment but that's down to a numbers game it's like putting 100 players there in front of you that Leo Cullen can choose from at 18-19 you put the same 100 in the other provinces and you you just get more quality there because they're playing the school system does help massively but they deserve massive credit Ger, and I'm a monster man who should be mm-hmm. uh, trying to clip their wings here I, I applaud them because they've they changed the whole way of, of how the o- operation runs and Mick Dawson deserves massive credit he's retired now um, he did a wonderful job and changed that whole thing check his time he looked at it as well got outside the provinces they got more people involved there was a time when I went to Donnybrook playing into pros and there'd be you know a couple of thousand people there there's a famous one down Limerick where there was couple of hundred people at a, an Interpro game so it's changed and they have the numbers and they have the support and they have the money coming in the gate so um, they, they're they at a level now that, that is envious uh, The semi-finals is a, a question here from uh, does the European Cup get a soft eye considering the one-sided nature of the quarter-finals and the bad beatings at the GEA quarter-finals were all as one-sided we'll be talking about a crisis um, I think that they've managed to screw the tournament so badly in recent years. I think everybody agrees that the tournament is in crisis. But notwithstanding that, the semi-finals are going to be excellent, and uh, we're going to have Dupont and his cohorts who were doing ridiculous things at the weekend. Yeah. They also scored fifty points in their quarter-final against potentially a better team than than Leicester. I don't know. It's hard to know exactly where the South African teams are. And they looked a bit out in their feet, but. Um, I think that uh, Leinster might be favourites for that game but they might not be I, I, would, I don't make them oh, massive favourites they, they will be favourites I think um, they'll be very conscious of what happened last year when Toulouse came to Dublin how they mm. beat them um, Leinster started that game unbelievably quick and well like they do they're so difficult to slow down um, Toulouse have an incredible amount of po- power and I think that was a that was a very good Sharks team who played unbelievable. Some of the tries in that game were yeah. sensational the other day. I saw a heavy favourite for that game with the bookmakers uh, at this age. Yeah. I do not make them heavy favourites for that game. I think it's much closer to 50-50. Well, it depends what happens. Ryan Baird and, and Robbie Henshaw and um, Vander Fleer. James Lowe, Vander Fleer. Yeah. They're, they're, they have, obviously, a lot of quality and depth to replace him. But um, if Toulouse can stay with the pace, I think that's the biggest problem Toulouse had last year is, is, is the pace, speed of movement, speed endurance. We saw France and Dublin. Um, this site at Leinster are so fit. It's just unbelievable. They're, like Gary Ringrose at one stage the other day made a tackle, got back on his feet, wins the breakdown. All in, It was like as if he just... It was a spring that just got back up off the ground. They're so well coached as regards their their second, third, fourth involvements. Um, and they're so fit and, and conditioned that they just never give you a bit of peace. Um, and if you don't, if Toulouse don't, 
actually see that that their speed of movement and their reaction to 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 an energy around clean notes and all that you you can't solely just rely they're a very big physical side uh, and mafu caused the second row caused um sharks a lot of problem at the problems at the weekend but it's very hard to see beyond Leinster with the run they've had um and they're going to South Africa for two weeks but you're gone uh, no, they're going. I'm going as yeah. well. Yeah, but they're 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 going, and Leave them all behind. those players will be behind. Yeah, we were trying to try to pick out crumbs from the Limerick uh, performance the weekend, and it's it's not easily done when there's a dominant team like this. But similarly for Leinster, like for a 31 point win in a in a Heineken Champions Cup quarter final, there were some sloppy moments at the breakdown. They gave away a couple of penalties. Andrew Porter was guilty, like the Kaelin Doris incident, probably. I don't know if you, if you agree to that decision, but you can pick out little things maybe that opposition teams can say. Well, there's some modicums of of positivity that you can take from Leinster's. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Of course, and um, you know the turnovers and and some of that sloppiness as you talk about. Um, I, I think physically is the, is the obvious one, and I suppose they're sick of listening to this, mm. and it's probably firing them up to 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 kind of roll their sleeves up more and I think that's why um, any neutrals will want to La Rochelle to um, Leinster final to see what way that goes and how they react they're the, they're the two best teams and um, you would imagine that La Rochelle will beat beat Exeter and I expect Leinster to beat Toulouse so that's the final that uh, will be incredible in Dublin and there'll be a lot of La Rochelle fans will come over as well so um, I don't know where you can. I don't know about these weaknesses. You're always going to make mistakes and 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 have little. That'll be down to the opposition players to try and find them. Easier said than done. If your missed tackles are high, which they had 14 missed tackles in a game yeah. the other day, um, that's not a high number. Uh, but their scramble defence is is sensational. Um, their work rate. I think one area that they need to be careful is is around the breakdown the points of entry um, I think they need to be a bit squeakier than that because mm-hmm. I think there was a few th- times in the game the other night where there was a few side entries yeah. and they've got to be careful because opposition teams will look at that and they'll try and highlight it with referees yeah. one or two of those decisions so um, when are you I don't off? see too many weaknesses uh, Wednesday yeah so go to see mon- the two Munster games and um, big games Oh yeah, they are, and they've um, they're real backs to the wall stuff. Really, Stormers. Um, they would have hoped, and every a Munster fan would have hoped, every Munster fan would have hoped that Stormers and the Sharks won at the weekend, that they could keep their focus on that. Um, but you know, the Sharks are. Let me see. They're the Sharks are are eighth. So you think they have to win their two games and. Uh, the Stormers are not guaranteed the home semi-final, so they've got to at least win one of their two games because Leinster or Ulster, who in third, will beat the Dragons and Edinburgh. They've two home games, so that's not good news for for Munster. Will the travel take it out of the South African teams a little bit? Being up here playing in Europe, I don't know, but Munster, I've got to find something. One thing they've got to stop doing is conceding tries. I think they've scored a lot of tries. But conceding all the tries and being really sloppy, I'm sure, will be have been their focus in the last week. No, it's tricky. We'll uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the week. Yeah, enjoy the trip. Cheers, thanks. Weather will be slightly better than it is here. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.